1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Actually, I should clarify, as our very own Jim Lang now introduces him, the award-winning Asif Khan. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. Thank now, this you so is much. the first time you've been in studio since winning the REMAX Broker Owner of the Year Award for Canada. That's huge. That it was a total surprise, a shock, and I, it's just an honor. It's it is a reflection of who we have in our office as well. They make things just perfect, and uh, you know it's quite the honor to be recognized on a, a stage of that side. And you know what? You're you're always working. You're always on. And I have to say, you're always there for your clients and your staff. So this is so well deserved. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. We have a lot to get to today, and the other big headline then this week was last month's home sales. Huge. I mean, you know, we thought January was a great month. We thought last December was great, but 45.6% increase in sales February over February. Uh, We had 7,256 sales compared to 4,982 last year. But not only that, What's making bigger news is the price increase. We're we're looking at a 16.7% price increase. The average price last February was $779,791. So just under $780,000. Now we are over $900,000 for an average price. We're at $910,290. And inventory is down 33.6%. So at the end of February, across the entire Toronto Real Estate Board, we only had 8,816 listings, and that's contributing to almost every market being sold over 100% of asking. So everything's multiple offer. York Region is no different. Everything is between 100 and 103% of asking now. So let's drill down a little bit into York Region. What are some of those numbers like? When you're looking at, uh, you know, if we look at just February, you're looking at 1,285 sales in York Region, and that's huge. You look at the average price in York Region, it's hovering at $925,000. New listings, we had 2,061, but total active listings was 2,127. So we basically sold everything that came on the market. And you know when you look at 1,285 sales and 2,100 listings, you only have a month and a half at most of inventory. And that is a complete seller's market. And that's why we're starting to see the price appreciation that we are. It really is reminiscent of 2015, 2016, because this is what it was like. We didn't have inventory. It's such, you know, the focus is on affordability and and how to uh, squash demand and, and make things harder for people to buy. But at the end of the day, it's a supply and demand equation. If you don't have enough to sell, you're going to have people bidding on these houses. 
Are there specific areas in York Region that are hotter than others? Well, let's take a look at which areas are getting multiple offers. So you've got Aurora selling at 102% of asking. East Willenberry, 99%. Georgina, 99%. King is a little bit quieter, but remember, King's price point is a lot higher. King's average price is $1.36 million. They're selling for 97% of asking. Then you get into Markham, 103% of asking. Newmarket, Richmond Hill, 101% of asking. Vaughn, 103% of asking. And then Stouffville, 100% of asking. So you're getting exactly what you're putting your house on the market for in these markets. Now, to qualify that, it has to be priced at market value. You can't just throw out a price and think someone's going to pay it because those are the houses that are going to bring the average down. Now, in terms of throwing out that price and think you're going to get it, there are multiple offers happening out there. So are people paying more than what is being asked? They are, but they're very savvy because they know what houses are going to appraise for. And that's where you need your realtor to kind of reel you in a little bit to say, don't let your emotions get the best of you here because the bank may not appraise this property and then you're going to be stuck putting all of that money in. Because remember, in multiple offers, you've got to go in clean. So you're not going to be able to put in a financing condition. And if you don't have that financing condition in place or uh, the appraisal comes in $30,000, $40,000 less than what you've paid, you have to put that thirty or $40,000 in cash. Now, you're not surprised by these numbers. You can't be because you were busy starting on New Year's Day. I remember that day distinctively. Yeah, and, and we've been predicting this hot start, if you remember, from maybe October or November, we're Mm -hmm. saying that inventory is going to keep declining and we're going to be in multiple offers right off the bat, right off the start of the year. And we compared it to 2009, when 2009 started off after that little dip in 2008, and it just took off and it lasted until 2016 or midway through 2017 when the government stepped in with all of those uh, rules that they changed. But there's no catalyst to make this stop. The only thing that can make this stop is more supply. Now, again, let's review those numbers. In February, the numbers were up, or the home sales were up, almost 46%. What type of property is that? That's everything. That's everything. It's everything. It's right across the board. It's condos, townhouses, semi-detached, detached. Everything is moving right now. And that's great to see. The consumer confidence is great to see. Now, tie that in with the rate drop this week. Mm Mm-hmm. The half a percent rate drop is huge in people's minds. So this is going to continue to fuel the fire. The the reasons behind the the rate drop, it could be, you know, the the economy suffering because of the coronavirus. It could be the the rail dispute and, you know, things being stopped for a while. So it, it is a way to get the economy going. And for the housing market, this is absolutely huge at a time where, you know, you're throwing gasoline on your fire because you've just stimulated the economy even more. Because remember, the housing market drives the economy. There's so much spinoff business that takes place in the economy due to one home selling. And when you add a rate drop into a heated market like it was, that's going to bring more buyers off the fence. That's going to turn more renters into buyers. And this is just going to be a crazy, crazy time. Prices are going to continue to increase. So even though the rate has dropped, it has nothing to do with the affordability factor because it's going to allow more people to get into that market and bid on homes. So taking both of those headlines into consideration, what's your advice to buyers and sellers right now? Buyers, you need to make sure all your 
Dexter in order because you need to be ready to go as soon as that house that you want comes up. And the sooner you get into a home, the better it is because your buying power is decreasing day by day. And if you look at the price increase of 16.7% and people are still out there saying, well, prices are going to drop, so I'm going to hold off. Even if the prices drop 10%, they're going up 16 or 17% per month. And when you take that into consideration, there's not going to be a significant price drop to be able for you to balance that out. So the sooner you get them home, the better it is because that's money going into your pocket. Now, the other story that's been floating around has been talk about rising closing costs across York Region. What is that all about? So it, it's a little bit misleading. It's a lot of bit misleading because the, our, the, the talk that surrounds the closing costs takes into consideration the down payment. The down payment is not a closing cost. So if you're putting in 10% or 15% or 20% or 50%, it's, it has nothing to do with cost. That's equity that's going into your pocket. That's, that's your money that you're putting into this home. That is not a closing cost at all. Closing costs are land transfer taxes, their legal fees, their taxes on mortgage insurance, that's the closing cost. It's prepaid expenses, like if someone has prepaid their property taxes and at closing you have to pay them back for that. That's the closing cost. But the down payment is not a closing cost. So there's not much we can take from that article. I'm just going to say that it's misleading and it's uh, it, it doesn't really address closing costs. That's a total cash outlay and the down payment is up to the buyer and depends on what they want to put down. All right, let's get to our listener questions right now. Leah from Markham wants to know if you've noticed a change in the market since many headlines have been dedicated to COVID-19. Are potential buyers taking a bit of a pause and slowing the market? Well, Leah, we may have already answered that question. They also- <laughs> you know, this is something that doesn't really affect the housing market because it, it could affect products coming in from overseas and, you know, may, people may not be able to get those products anymore or anything like that. But with the housing market, it doesn't really affect it because people are still buying, they're still selling. It, it's it's almost uh, a market that's protected from any type of virus. And isn't that a bit frightening or do you, are you uneasy a bit about that? In, in terms of people coming in and seeing the houses, if you look at the number of cases that we have, specifically in York Region or even across the greater Toronto area. They're low. They're low. And, and you're, we're selling 1,200, 1,300 houses a month. It's going to keep increasing. You've got maybe 10 cases, and and they're all under control. So it really is a very, very small percentage. Okay, Jan from Richmond Hill is on the market for a new home, but with Bradford out of his price range, where in York Region could he find his dream home? You know, we were just talking offline about some deals in East Gwillimbury, and, you know, you're still close to Bradford, Newmarket, but there's some really good deals in that area. Georgina, uh, Georgina is another place that's starting to rebound now, but they have taken the largest hit or the, the greatest hit during 2018, early 2019. So there are some great deals to be found, it, It's uh, and you're right in that surrounded area, too. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. When we come back, new rules for real estate in this province. Tim Hudak explains. That's coming up next. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Joining us next on the show, Tina, is Tim Hudak, CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association. Tim, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Asif. Thanks, Tina. Always a pleasure to be on the show. Tim, first of all, I have to congratulate you on running an incredible event. I heard nothing but positive things about Reality 2020 in Niagara Falls. That's because I was on your show the week before. <laughs> so we had a huge crowd, right? 1,100 uh, people uh, there down in Niagara Falls. We, we had set a, um, a goal to make it the best stage anywhere in Canada to get a sneak preview of where real estate is going. And, you know, that's going to attract a lot of people. I really appreciate it being on uh, your guys' show uh, to talk about that. And we had realtors from across Ontario. We had folks from British Columbia, from uh, the Maritimes, uh, Alberta, and more. And we had some folks that came across the border. And I believe that we delivered the goods. It was a, a direct conversation about the tough issues and where things are going in Canada on real estate. Well, it must have set the stage for the real estate numbers that came out uh, this week. And uh, it looks like February numbers were up almost 46%. Wow. It's, that's pretty wild. Well, I mean... You know, a couple things going on there. And, and let me just at the beginning, Asif, I want to congratulate you as well. I, you just were uh, awarded at the major REMAX conference as the top broker uh, owner for REMAX anywhere in Canada. So that's fantastic. So let me join with your, your friends and colleagues and coworkers to congratulate you and say uh, awesome job and very well deserved. Thank you. Thank you so You're much. You're here. Yeah, it's great, great, great news. Um, so back to, to Tina's question. Yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's no doubt that uh, real estate continues to be a, a very strong investment for Canadians and people who want to live here, particularly in southern Ontario. Uh, we have supply constraints, so there's a lot of demand for fewer and fewer homes, and that moves up prices. And I think when you see all this stuff happening, you know, this, this past week with the big increase in sales and uh, values in the greater Toronto-Hamilton area, when you look at the change in the mortgage rates, uh, talk of change in the stress test, it really reinforces the importance of working with a realtor, somebody who knows the business inside out, has expertise and experience. With all those variables in the air, you don't want to make a mistake. You want to have the best possible advice, and that's why you should work with a realtor who's going to save you time and get that property you want at the best possible price. And, and again, like with the multiple offers that are happening right now, it's so important for people to be advised properly. So thank you for reiterating that. It's something that we just talked about earlier on the show and, and you know, how to navigate this landscape because a lot of the newer realtors don't really understand. So, you know, it's, it's a, a huge part of making sure you don't overpay or your house does appraise for what you paid. Yeah, exactly. And if, and if you're selling, you know, you're, moving, you're looking to retirement and you want to cash in on the market, you've got to have that experience realtor at your side uh, to be your, your advocate, uh, your guide to, to do the research, give you the best advice and be a skilled negotiator. You don't want to leave, you know, in this market, tens of thousands or $100,000 on the table. You're talking about your future and the future of your kids. And that's a perfect segue, Tim, for, you know, the experience that realtors provide and the professionalism that they bring. Big news coming out of your conference was the passing of Tressa. 
maybe give our listeners a little bit of a background on what Tressa is, how it came about, and what this means. Yeah, that's a really epic moment at our conference. So we got, you know, 1,100 people there, and they're listening to various speakers who come from, you know, brands that are coming into Canada or respected brands already here like Remax, Integra. Christopher Alexander was giving his views on professionalism. So we had, you know, really spellbound conference about how to improve your work as a realtor. We had friends of real estate, too, who, you know, work with realtors but may not be realtors, like mortgage brokers. And, and my mom came, too, because she was first <laughs> the retired teacher, so I had to check it out. So anyway, while all this is going on, you know, uh, great content on the stage, the legislation passed in the House back in Toronto. And the good news was it was 91 people who voted in favor of Tressa and zero voted against it. So it was unanimous. That's really cool. So the PC did the legislation, but the other parties backed it, the NDP liberals and Green. Awesome. And it was an epic moment then when our uh, OREA president, Sean Morrison, and our new president-elect, David Oikel, they walked out on the stage, interrupted proceedings, announced to the crowd what had happened, that this is now law in Ontario, and everybody went nuts. It was a really cool moment. That's awesome. Now, what does it mean? I mean, we all know about REBA 2002, but you know, what were the steps that had to take place for you to be able to replace that, and what brought this forward? Well, what brought this forward was the rules that fit 2002 no longer fit 2020. I'll give you some examples. 2002, social media wasn't even born yet. I think we're still seven years away from the first iPhone, right? So it doesn't sound that long when you say 2002, but it was when you think about how real estate has changed. It also meant that fines were set at 2002 levels. So for people breaking the rules, it was a slap on the wrist. So we said, okay, how can we raise the bar in the professional standards in training to make sure that we fix a broken real estate disciplinary system for those who break the rules and also provide modern real estate tools to help realtors serve their clients better, including personal real estate corporations. We went to work both with the previous Liberal government and the PCs. They agreed to reopen the act, and this means a new legislation will do all of that. It's going to give RICO more powers to go after people who are breaking the rules. It will mean a higher level of professionalism, so you know the realtor at your side is top-notch in North America. And after battling since 2005, realtors will now be able to incorporate in the province of Ontario with personal real estate corporations. It was really cool. That's awesome. And Tim, coming from the franchise industry, I remember back in the day when the Canadian Franchise Association was pretty much, you know, called to called to the carpet and said, if you guys don't regulate yourselves, the government is going to step in and regulate for you. It was what had happened in Alberta was they weren't happy with how the Alberta Franchise Association was governing themselves, so the government took over. And here in Ontario, we decided that the Franchise Association would step in and have, you know, bring professionalism back to that industry. And this seems to be a self-governing act where Aria and Rico, they get together and they're able to govern our industry, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've worked very closely with a regulator. We basically said, you know, what, um, what changes do you want to see? We said what our members, because uh, we did a survey of our realtor members and over 4,000 realtors that participated on how we can raise the bar when it comes to professional standards and fix the discipline system. And it really worked out well. I think this comes from my experience in government. When the regulator and the association come together and identify priorities, government listens. If you squabble and point the finger at each other and say the other party doesn't know what they're talking about, government basically says, okay, you guys leave the room and come back when you've got your act together. So we work well with a regulator in that respect. And, um, you know, that was a key part to making sure 
that we got the legislation through that will mean the bottom line that the realtor at your side is going to be the most trained, highest professional standards and subject to the, you know, the best sort of discipline system if they stray from following the rules. And Tim, how many registered real estate agents, brokers, salespersons are we talking about here? Well, Ontario now, by the end of the year, at least we'll probably be hitting about, or starting to be hitting about 80,000. We're currently around 78,000 uh, realtor members in the province. So that's huge. I think, you know, my theory on this is people watch HGTV. <laughs> they think, oh, my God, I can sell a house in an hour. <laughs> All it takes is three offers and we're done. So you have a lot of people that are getting into business not knowing, you know, how tough it is, how much you have to put into it, how hard to work, to get your experience, to do your own investigation, the analysis. So not everybody lasts, but we will probably have about 80,000 by the end of the year. Now, will the new or updated legislation actually strengthen or enhance consumer protection? Yeah, uh, it will do that 100%. And that was the main goal of the government. And, and us as an association, too, we want to make sure that when you're making the biggest purchase of your life, buying a home that has such emotional value that consumers are protected uh, and they get the best information possible. So here's some examples. When it comes to multiple representation, they're going to change the term customer because you have a client and customer. They're going to change that to client and self-represented party so the relationship is clear. The regulator will have a greater ability to do proactive investigations. They think something looks fishy. Instead of waiting for a complaint, which isn't easy, they can go right in and investigate. The regulator is also going to have the ability to give out tickets uh, for lesser offenses and then focus their resources on the really you know, egregious penalties, really bad actors in the system. I think that makes a lot of sense and help clear up the backlog and make RICO more efficient and protect consumers at the same time. And as a realtor, I mean, this is a welcome change because quite often we see things that should not happen in real estate. And, you know, we're kind of tied because the consumer has to make that complaint and bring it forward. Whereas now with this ticket system, at least we know that the consumer will be taken care of in, in a better light. Yeah, exactly. And, and not every consumer is going to take that up and fill up the paperwork and then, you know, go to the hearings and all that. So having the ability to do their own investigations, they see some suspicious transactions or patterns. They can go in there, you know, demand the paperwork, the records, do their own investigations. Like other regulators came, for example, in the alcohol and gaming uh, area and closed down shady operations and promote consumer protection. And that means that those that are following the rules and looking out for their clients, that will be a much better choice of business for consumers. And how do you feel this will enhance the integrity of our profession? Because, you know, in the past, people haven't really taken a, a realtor to, be, you know, they've taken them as, you know, sometimes they're shady, sometimes they don't tell you what's going on. I believe that Tressa will enhance our reputation within the eyes of the general public. No doubt. Tressa will make us North American leaders when it comes to consumer protection and real estate professionalism. We've talked quite a bit about how the regulator will have more uh, authority. Uh, one of the areas uh, as well is specialty certifications. This is another area of consumer protection and also recognizes the work that hardworking realtors do to become experts in an area. So you know how in, in law that lawyers can practice in any area, but many become experts, say, you know, labor lawyers or family law lawyers. Well, Tressa will allow realtors to do the same. So if you want to say that you're a commercial specialist or a waterfront specialist or a senior specialist, you're going to have to back it up by, you know, education that you took, your percent of business. It's got to actually mean something. Number one, that's great for consumers because they know, you know, if Asset says that he's a, a senior specialist, well, 
backed up by the regulator, it means something. Secondly, it recognizes that Asif actually has done the work, that he's, you know, he's actually developed that experience, he's done the research, he specializes, so it's good for those realtors as well. And Tim, over the past few years since you've come on, I know you've done a lot of work on this. I know you've, you've been a, an advocate of realtors being able to incorporate. So I want to thank you and congratulate you for everything that you've done with Tressa. And if our listeners want more information of what this entails, where can they get a hold of that? Well, aria.com is going to be the best uh, place to get uh, all of this information. It's uh, all uh, up there. And I'm pretty easy to uh, to follow as well on social media. I, I try to actively respond, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. It's it's Tim Hudak, H-U-D-A-K, Tim Hudak, uh, across the board. And I'm always happy to send that information on to your listeners if they can't find it on the website. Tim, thanks so much for joining us again. And we look forward to you enlightening us with the next topic and another time when you're on. Yeah, if I got two seconds, there's a couple of things that we launched at uh, Reality on yeah. the website. We just did a buyer-seller profile. We had, I think, 1,400 buyers and 1,000 sellers on you know, how they chose the realtor, um, if they'd keep the realtor again, how they did their searches, the sites that they use. That's great information for agents. They can get that at aria.com. We also did a disruption report. We worked with a T360 consultants in the state to say, okay, look what happened to taxi and hotel and the travel businesses, how they got disrupted. What does that mean for Canadian real estate and how to advise you know, realtors to make sure they continue to do strong business? Both those studies launched at Reality, available to our members at Aria.com. That's awesome. Thank you. You bet. And thank you for your time. And again, congrats on the very distinguished uh, award across Canada. That's just fabulous. Thanks so much, Tim. And that's our show for this week. If you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.